this. Okay, ready? We'll be fast. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. Today's episode is sort of a whole... Today's episode is sort of like a whole weekly insight because we are talking about how June is Children's Eye Health and Safety Awareness Month. So this is near and dear to Dr. Ellen I's heart because not only do we love treating kids in our office, but we also have kids of our own. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-month-old, and Dr. L has a two-and-a-half-year-old and a soon-to-be newborn as she is due uh, very soon. So we really wanted to highlight this topic and really go over why it's important, how to know if and when your kid may be struggling with difficulties with their vision, exam recommendations, and really how to get involved to spread the word in your community. So Dr. L, tell us a little bit about the prevalence of vision problems in children in the United States currently. Right. So these are some pretty interesting statistics. 6.8% of children in America have been diagnosed with a visual condition. And 3% of children under 18 are visually impaired. And that's what kind of kickstarted this June Becoming Children's Eye Health and Safety Awareness Month is to really raise this awareness of how prevalent vision problems are in our children. Um, Okay, I combined this kind of, okay. Um, Another component to this month is to really also talk about eye safety awareness um, because eye injuries are actually really prevalent also about 100,000 sports-related eye injuries occur every day, and one out of every three of those is a child under 16. And this is what I found really interesting. 90% of those could have been completely avoided by simply wearing protective eyewear, Um, and a lot of children are not. So that's kind of been lumped into this month is really raising that awareness of protecting those eyes with safety protection as well. Yeah, and uh, uh a lot of kids love like those Nerf guns and um, even like paintball guns. If your child is playing with any of those things, or even if there are kids playing with it and you're just around, everybody should be wearing protective eyewear. You don't have to be participating in it to get hit with a stray Nerf. uh, What are those called? A Nerf arrow? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) Nerf ammo, you know, hold on. (laughs) You don't have to be participating in the game to be hit with the Nerf ammo. And it's like the perfect size to hit the eye and cause lots of lots of issues. So please just provide protective eyewear for your kids. Um, So before, I don't know. So then should we go on the signs of the symptoms of like eye things? That's okay. Um, So like Dr. Ellett said, the goal is to really ensure that no child is suffering from vision loss without. So the goal really is to ensure that there is no child suffering from vision issues. And how do you know if your kid has any visual issues, right? We, it always, parents always ask this question, like, how would I have known? How do I know? And it, it really is difficult because for the kids, they can't communicate how they're seeing. And to them, this is just their visual world. They don't know any different, say things are blurry. They think that's what the world looks like. They think the tree looks like, you know, a, a big bush. They don't know. Um, so, the, the way that you can see it as a parent, I'm going to go through a few things that may tip you off. 
So the first thing is they might tilt their head or they might squint to see the, the board better or to watch the TV. Hold on, Jess, just one second. Oh, sorry, John's leaving. Um, they might tilt their head or squint to see the board uh, or when they're watching TV. They may rub their eyes or blink a lot, um, as well as they might see them holding a book super close to their face, or they might actually kind of like uh, trombone it in and out to see it clearly. Do you want to like take over some of them? Mm-hmm. Another thing to look out for is if your child is sitting too close to the TV, that's a clue that maybe things are a little blurry for them in the distance. So they're solving that issue by moving closer to what they want to see. Um, also look out for consistent use of their finger to help them follow along when they are reading. Observe them also while they're reading or watching TV and see if they're ever closing an eye or sometimes kids are tricky. They don't just close the eyes. Sometimes they kind of like lean on their hands um, or turn their head. And what they're doing is they're kind of occluding that eye without fully closing it because there's a reason that they prefer using one eye over the other eye. Also look out for any excessive tearing without there being anything in the eye itself or any other causative agent of that tearing. That can be a big sign that they're experiencing some eye strain or difficulty seeing. Um, Look out for if they do complain of any discomfort when they've been doing a visual task for a long time. So if when they're watching TV or looking at a a near device, if they say that their eyes are bothering them, definitely take note of that. Another big one to look out for is increased sensitivity to light. Um, Now, if your child has light eyes, they may be naturally a little bit more sensitive to light um, when they're outside. But look for if they even complain about this when they're inside in a bright room or if, again, when they're looking at a device or a screen, if they seem to be really sensitive to that light, that can be a big tip off that maybe there's a little glasses prescription or they're experiencing some eye strain due to an underlying visual dysfunction when they're looking at that device. Yeah, and I just want to point out that sensitivity to light is a really... Um, important one to pay attention to um, because a few people in my life um, and their kids were very sensitive to light and they attributed it to their light eyes, right? Because their parents had light eyes. They were like, well, we're sensitive. And when I finally got them in for an exam, it was actually that they had quite a large uncorrected refractive error with a lot of astigmatism that was causing the discomfort from the sun. Um, So that one to me is a huge, huge tip off that if your child is extremely sensitive to the sun, make sure to get them in for an eye exam. Right. That's a big one. Cause like Dr. Z said, kids don't always know how to report that they're seeing blurry or that they're seeing double. They don't know that they're seeing that way and they don't necessarily have something to compare to if that's what their vision has been like ever since they can remember. But that sensitivity light is one that kids will report to you or that you can observe in them when they're squinting a lot in really bright light. So that's a great one to watch out for. Um, So it's just really important to observe your children carefully, look out for any of these things that we went over because like we said, even if kids do have symptoms, they may not know that they're symptoms and they also may not know how to describe or communicate them to you so it's really up to us as parents to try to be on the lookout for this Um, and the reason this is so important is if there is an underlying visual dysfunction where perhaps they have a high glasses prescription or they have an eye turn or they have difficulty tracking that's really going to impact how they are learning once they're old enough to enter the classroom setting 80% of what we learn is visual. So an undetected visual condition can have a huge impact on our kids once they enter that school age range and can really impact how they learn in the classroom and how they do academically. Absolutely. So 
we've talked about this probably ad nauseum for our uh, chronic listeners, um, but what are our exam recommendations? We're just going to go through them quickly. I think we did a whole episode on just exam recommendations for kids, but um, very quickly, we recommend any baby over the age of six months. Um, we participate in that program called Infancy, that it is a no cost exam for babies between six and 12 months of age, regardless of insurance. So that we can get baseline on these children to make sure that there's nothing big going on, any big prescriptions, any eye turns, and that the visual system is developing normally. After that, we recommend that the three-year-old age, and then again, right before they enter kindergarten, if everything is normal. Once they start school, we recommend that they should have an eye exam once a year, regardless if they need glasses or not. It really is a matter of checking their ocular health, looking at their overall visual system and making sure that they are open and ready to continuously learn. And the reason why we want to see them every year is because the academic demands these days are so great. And the, the increased use of screens, even in school, changes the visual demand. And we want to make sure that the student is clear and comfortable while they're in their academic setting. Right. So how can you as a listener get involved in helping spread the awareness of how important children's vision is? The first way is if you are a parent, make sure you watch your child for any signs and symptoms that we reviewed of any underlying visual dysfunction. The second way is make sure that you take your kids in for eye exams and follow that exam recommendation flow that Dr. Zanlicki just reviewed. Um, even if you don't suspect anything going on, it can't hurt to go in and get a baseline exam and just rule anything out um, because you may be surprised by what we can find. Um, the third thing is make sure you use protective eyewear uh, when you're playing sports or around anything that could be dangerous to the eye and ensure that toys are age appropriate for your kids also, which is a really big one. Are you going to do the next two? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And you will want to make sure that, and you can always ask your school to emphasize the importance of clear vision and spreading awareness. You can encourage as a parent, right, and say, are you going to be doing school screenings? Let's organize a school screening. Let's get our kids' eyes checked. Uh, additionally, you can donate to foundations to help those with visual conditions, like your local Lions Club will support those that need glasses that maybe cannot afford to purchase the frame and lenses. So just we really are just encouraging all of the people that are in our children's lives, pediatricians, teachers, members of the PTA, and your local optometrists to get involved and to spread awareness about the importance of children's vision and children's safety with their vision. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Perfect. Okay. That was good, right? Yeah, no, that was perfect. Okay. And then, um, <clears throat> the only thing I was going to tell you real fast is I talked to Dee about workers comp. Yes. And so, I mean, I started the process, but it takes time. I mean, the first step is just doing the login for the portal. And it told me yeah. to take five days to get my login. So I did that step. I have a whopping break today. So I was like, I'll do the whole training. I'll get it all done. But I can't do anything until they email me my login and password. Um... He said she got hers right away. Did you do that part yet? Yeah. So uh, we're, we did mine. So I don't know. Like yeah. I have my login. I don't have a login because I had to do it like under my NPI. 
So I went to that link she sent me and I did that step, but I haven't gotten anything of an email yet. So I can't do any of it. But just so you know, I said when you start the application, oh. you have to do it all in one shot. You can't save it or go back to it. And it looks pretty intense. Okay, yeah, so you're going so to up, you have to upload do- your CV, like your, I think, residency certificate, like your license, um, like that whole part. You can't save it. You have yeah, to do it all I was just going to do all the training. All right, I was going to do the the trainings first because I think you have to get those done before you can upload okay. your application. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm kind of stuck. I can't do anything until they give me like a login. I know. I hope it's okay to well, do it. Diana said you well, can specifically told- say like if you're doing IMEs or not. So I was like, okay, that makes me feel better because I want no part in doing that at all. No, I don't want to be part of that either. But like, I think it's a load of bullshit that like, this is where we're at. You know what I mean? Like that, like, just because it's now it's on this portal that we can't do it. Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's like just, we aren't doing anything like, wrong. Know. You know, I was just following advice from like, um, Gina and like just, Brad, cause they've had like experience, I think doing it like both ways. And they were like, don't get certified which I didn't really fully, like, I don't fully understand what I'm talking about. I just know that when we're opening the practice, like, and oh, I know I multiple remember, people gave me that advice. I know, but, but at this point, like, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like we see so many workers comp patients. I, I mean, know. listen, if it's terrible, we just get off the board. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we find it that it's like too much or if something changes from what we've been doing, then we just stop. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Then we just drop taking the insurance. Like, I think that this is what's being presented to us. So like, we have to like comply. And then if we don't like it, then we just. Stop. Yeah. I think you can't hurt to try. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, have a good afternoon. Happy six then, months to Rose. And enjoy Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Look, oh my God, the tent is very big. Hold on. How do I change this? Can can I switch? Oh, hold on. You can hear it. Oh, wow. It's huge. That's so nice. Oh, it should be good. Well, I asked John to, um, what you would call it, to cut some of the tree because it was so big. I was like, can you get someone to come cut the tree? He cut the tree himself. I was like, of course he did. Like he like had this big tool and I was like, oh my God. Not yep. safe. Paul oh. has like a little pr- like a pruning thing. He snips small branches off. But in poor Jeff, you have to be very careful. Hi, Daisy. Hello. <laughs> Say hi, Jessica. Hello. She loves it. Oh. In poor um, Jeff, it's like well, illegal in- to chop down trees. And you can only do two oh. per year. They fine you. And oh. you're supposed to like pay to have them done. I know. Because Paul wanted some other tool to cut more tree branches down. And I was like, you're going to get us in trouble. And our neighbor across the street is a very nosy neighbor. She's a little intense. I was like, she's definitely going to tell on you. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Mommy? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. All right. Well, have a good weekend and feel well. And I will. Thank uh, you. We'll call, and we'll be in touch about the workers' talk stuff. Yes. I'll and I will email. Posted. And I'm going to email Dan about that morning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. okay. I'll talk Bye. to you later. Bye.